Do you struggle with the fear of flying? Well, you're not alone. But what if you could conquer that fear and finally enjoy air travel without the crippling anxiety? The audiobook, Fear of Flying Workbook, written by anxiety expert Dr. David Carbonell, provides practical exercises and tools to help you overcome your fear and becoming a confident passenger. In this excerpt from his audiobook, Dr. Carbonell provides a simple exercise to help you overcome anxiety. It can help not only when you're flying, but in any other situations that trigger anxiety. Hi, welcome to your great journey. We offer brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in a positive direction and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Anxiety expert Dr. David Carbonell has many years of experience and knows that simple techniques can be incredibly effective. Let's listen in to learn an exercise to calm anxiety, whether we're flying or in any other anxiety-provoking situations. Deep breathing. The rule of opposites is most apparent when people become anxious and feel short of breath, lightheaded, and dizzy. Is that a symptom you experience, either on board a plane or while worrying about a trip? If it is, I'd like you to try a breathing exercise now. Maybe you've already heard so much about breathing that you're sick of it. If you've experienced a lot of panic attacks, you've probably been told many times, take a deep breath and it hasn't helped. That's frustrating to a lot of people. The problem is, nobody ever tells you how to take this deep breath. And that's the key. So before you mutter breathing schmeething to yourself and skip to the next topic, give this deep breathing exercise a try. I think you'll find something different here. Take a minute now before you listen any further. Recall a time when you felt short of breath, maybe unable to breathe, while on a plane or preparing to board. What did you do about it? People often try a variety of things hoping to influence their breathing. A cold drink of water, turning the fan to blow on your face, distraction. But I'd like you to recall what you actually did or tried to do with your breath. What did you do with your breath? If your answer was that you took a deep breath, or tried to, then I'd like you to do the same thing now. First, put one hand on your chest and one on your belly, right at your belt line. Use your hands to notice what muscles you use to do the breathing. Take that breath the way you did it before, just once, before you listen any further. All done? What was that breath like? What muscles and what part of your body did you use to do the breathing? Here's what most people do in this situation when they're anxious and having trouble catching their breath. They strain to inhale, and even though they have the right idea of taking a deep breath, what they actually do is take a very labored, shallow breath from their chest. 
They pull that breath from their sternum at the center of their chest and raise their head and shoulders toward the ceiling as they do. They don't actually take a deep breath. They take a labored, uncomfortable, shallow breath, one that tenses the muscles of their upper body. But without giving it much review, they think of it as a deep breath, probably because they're putting so much effort into it. It's not a deep breath. It's a tiny breath they try to force into the top of their lungs, one that will make them more uncomfortable rather than less. What works better is the opposite of that, a gentle sigh or exhale that relaxes the muscles of your upper body and brings your shoulders down, followed by an inhale that's accomplished by pushing your belly out. Isn't that surprising? Your brain is screaming at you, take a deep breath, and yes, that's a good idea. But first, it works better to give a breath away. Want to try it now? Follow these instructions, pausing the recording as needed. 1. Place one hand just above your belt line and the other on your chest, right over the breastbone. You can use your hands as a simple biofeedback device. Your hands will tell you what part of your body and what muscles you are using to breathe. 2. Open your mouth and gently sigh, as if someone had told you something really annoying. As you do, let your shoulders and the muscles of your upper body relax in a downward direction with the exhale. The point of the sigh is not to completely empty your lungs, it's just to relax the muscles of your upper body. 3. Close your mouth and pause for a few seconds. 4. Keep your mouth closed and inhale slowly through your nose by pushing your stomach out. The movement of your stomach precedes the inhalation by just the tiniest fraction of a second because it's this motion that is pulling the air in. When you've inhaled as much air as you can comfortably without throwing your upper body into it, just stop. You're finished with that inhale. 5. Pause. How long? You decide. I'm not going to give you a specific count because everybody counts at a different rate and everybody has different lung sizes. Pause briefly for whatever time feels comfortable. However, be aware that when you breathe this way, you're taking larger breaths than you're used to. For this reason, it's necessary to breathe more slowly than you're used to. If you breathe at the same rate you use with your small, shallow breaths, you'll probably feel a little lightheaded from over-breathing, and it might make you yawn. Neither is harmful, they're just signals to slow down. 6. Open your mouth. Exhale through your mouth by pulling your belly in. 7. Pause. 8. Repeat steps 4 to 7. I'm not telling you anything new here. You used to breathe this way all the time before you got away from it. If you want to see some world-class belly breathers, check out some newborns or young children. Their tummies go out and in as they breathe. That's how we're born to breathe. The rule of opposites works for something as purely physical as breathing. Your instinct is to gulp air in rapidly from your chest. It'll work better to do the opposite, to first gently exhale. Then you are in position to do what you wanted originally, to take that deep breath in comfortably from your belly. The rule of opposites also works well with lots of other anxious responses on a plane. Remember the businessman in Chapter 3 who gripped the armrest? 
What did that do? It didn't make him any safer because the seatbelt was already holding him in far more effectively than he could with his forearms. It did, however, increase muscle tension and signal to his amygdala that something must be wrong. It promotes anxiety rather than reduces it. What would work better? Letting go of the armrest and getting used to relaxing your arms. The opposite of your gut instinct. Fearful flyers often watch the faces of the crew for any sign of concern or trouble. What does this do? If people could do one simple check and then feel relief, that might be useful. But more typically, they keep checking throughout the flight, the same way a dog-phobic watches for a dog as he walks home from the train station. The constant checking makes them more, not less, nervous. The dog-phobic doesn't feel any relief until he gets in the house, and the fearful flyer doesn't feel relief until he gets off the plane. What would work better? Notice how you keep feeling the pull to examine the faces of the crew, have a chuckle about that, smile at them, and let your gaze turn to other items of interest as well. Or be playful and make a game of it. See if you can identify the crew member who's most likely to have a nervous breakdown before the plane lands. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Fear of Flying Workbook. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate and review. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical or mental health advice. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a qualified mental health professional.